Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do a review for Marvel's Phase 4. So not a TV review, not a TV season review or a film review. Uh, in fact, it's going to be a few of those different things. But I'm your host, Matthew. And uh, yeah, I just thought, um, I mean, I probably need to do a um, Ant-Man and the Wasp preview podcast very soon as well. Um, but I just thought we could take a look back on Phase 4 of the MCU. Um, which started from WandaVision and went all the way to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I've got the list here of the TV specials, the TV seasons, um, and the films that got released in this phase. Uh, so let's get straight to things. Um, did I like it? Did I not? Um, I really liked Phase 4. Um, I think Phase 4 will go down to me as a misunderstood phase. There seems to be a judgment towards Phase 4 in terms of, you know, we finished Endgame, Far From Home also came out. Um, Far From Home, I thought, was part of Phase 4, but it's not listed here, actually, so I think that's the end of Phase 3. Um, but anyway, uh, we can obviously talk about Spider-Man himself. Um, no Way Home is listed here, but uh, Far From Home isn't. But yeah, you have the big climactic, you know, you finish one of the sagas... Um, which is the Infinity Saga with Infin uh, with Endgame. You know, this big thing with Thanos and the Avengers Assemble scene and everything like that. Um, and I think Marvel did what it needed to, needed to do. You know, things were a bit disassembled. The Avengers themselves were disassembled. Uh, we've got two two more Avengers films on the way, which is good. But I, I will always look at um, Phase 4 as a rebuilding experimental phase for Marvel. I think because you ended things on such a massive high note with Endgame, I think audiences um, got themselves into a situation where that you know they, we were all so excited about this big Thanos thing, and you know we went to things like One Division and Eternals and things like Thor: Love and Thunder and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And things like Hawkeye and Moon Knight. Uh, and things like She-Hulk. That um, Marvel, what Marvel had to do in this phase. And I think they successfully did it. Was introduce a bunch of new characters. Not only because. I mean there was. There, even by the end of Endgame. There's still quite a lot of Marvel characters around. Or MCU characters around. But we'd lost a few hadn't we. And. Not only did they need to introduce these new characters because it was time to introduce a bunch of new characters, also to keep things fresh and to introduce characters that made sense. You also had to do other things as well, like deal with the Black Panther situation, which was totally out of their control, obviously. Um, and do things like introduce, sort out like, okay, who is Captain America now? Who is, you know, what's Doctor Strange doing? Where do we stand with Spider-Man? Uh, who's going to be the new Black Widow? And also like, okay, what's Hawkeye doing now? And what are we going to do with Thor? And all these other sorts of characters. Um, also introducing, you know, Iron Ironheart in the uh, Black Panther film. And sure, we have a different group of Avengers now. We have a different group of characters. But when you run a franchise from 2008 to 2019, you weren't always going to have, uh, you know, Chris, Robert, and um, what's his name? Cap, Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. 
you weren't always going to have the three of them there forever. They were the pillars of the start of the MCU, and obviously they des- those characters deserve a lot of respect for that. Um, one of them is still here, with you've got obviously uh, Thor still sticking around, but like Hulk went on a bit of a journey, and you introduced She-Hulk, and sorted out like what is what's Thor doing at the moment and Hawkeye and you know losing Black Widow and her sister's come around and so has like her family and stuff so you've got to sort that figure out so sort that situation out so this was very much an experimental figuring things out phase and some of it was more successful than, than the rest of it but yeah, it it just feels misunderstood because I think we all came off of the high of Endgame and thought, okay, what's next? You know, Thanos' big bad has been has been dealt with. What what are we doing now? And you know, some people saw Endgame and was like, ah, oh, that's that's probably it. The way I always looked at it is like, okay, you're gonna have to introduce like new um, characters to this thing, and. You know, we'd seen Endgame and known that, okay, X-Men and Fantastic Four aren't here yet. Those are two massive pillar groups of Marvel characters, which still haven't even got here yet. So, because um, I remember hearing a few people, a few people kind of talk about, you know, um, like, oh, Iron Man and Captain America have gone and what are you going to do now? And I think the MCU had just built itself up to a point where, in in the most respectful way, it was bigger than just those three characters. That then the the you know the the uh, core three characters that we had. We we built you know we'd introduced the Guardians and all the Black Panther characters and like Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel and all these other sorts of characters. Um, and I I I I both understand and kind of appreciate what this phase was trying to do, and I enjoyed it most of it. There was a few things that I thought like weren't as great as other stuff. Obviously, that's always going to happen. Um, but, yeah, we we had to introduce a lot of characters and we had to be a bit more experimental, uh, including one new thing this phase that we had as well, which is the TV shows. Now, we'd previously had things like, you know, Cloak and Dagger, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'd had, um, what was that Hulu show called? Not The Runaways, obviously we had that as well. Um, the one that got cancelled, there was one that got cancelled after like one season, but what Marvel was trying to do, obviously had like the Netflix Defenders uh, uh, shows as well, is, okay, let's kind of give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a final season, uh, cancel the rest of them, uh, you had like Agent Carter as well, but leave the door open for those characters to come back, some of which we've already seen come back, and then kind of, okay, we have this like... I don't know how many countries Disney Plus is in, but a lot of countries. Um, we have this Disney Plus platform. We can do weekly shows and we can do like MCU TV shows and then continue doing MCU films. And I think that was a very, very smart move um, because it, instead of this argument about like, oh, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon? Is, is, is Daredevil canon? And all this other kind of stuff, which at some points it was, some points it wasn't. Um, I mean... Yeah, Coulson, he, he was in the first Avengers film, he was in, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that, but, um, but yeah, the, the smart decision of, like, let's run a couple of the, like, more experimental stuff, so things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, things like Division, for characters that, sort of, people really care about, like, with Wanda, and with, obviously, with Vision, and with Falcon, and, uh, and with Winter Soldier, obviously, Falcon becomes Captain America, and then, like, 
other sort of not really smaller or side characters but like characters that people still love but are sort of like at points b-tier characters so and i'm not calling loki a b-tier character but like let's give loki a show and um characters like hawkeye and you know let's do this like animated um elsewhere sort of what if show um and then let's introduce you know she hulk but she hulk's got obviously is a cousin of Hulk, so let's introduce her and have connections there. And then let's introduce uh, Miss Marvel, you know, somebody a bit different for diversity and um, representation and obviously, you know, cultural importance and that sort of stuff. So let's go down sort of those avenues. And then, like, characters are a bit more off the wall, a bit more different um, with with characters like Moon Knight as well. Um, so I think the TV shows have been a success so far. Um, again, some of them I liked more than the others, but... Uh, for the most part, I really like them. And then this, like, kind of newer thing, because they started in 2022, these sort of, like, television specials, they're, like, an hour long each, but are still kind of important, of sort of this, uh, like, you got Werewolf by Night, which is this kind of, um, what would you call it? Is like, okay, it's this uh, dark universe potential, like, spin-off MCU thing, which you can keep separate for now if you want to, because that can be treated as, like, a different Earth elseworld sort of thing like a darker universe because that's where you can fit in characters like blade and ghost rider and moon knight and all, all these cool like dark sort of characters um and then let's introduce um you know have that as a as a spin-off thing but we could use part of that for the mcu or have it like as a as like a side piece for the mcu which is cool and then you know let's have like a fun holiday thing with guardians of the galaxy just an hour hour with them just a, a fun christmas thing but a bit of like a bridge between the last two films so i thought that was great um so yeah very experimental very very experimental i mean basically for mcu proper stuff before this so phases one two and three all of it was cinematic films all of it and again if you do or don't want to count agents of shield or whatever that's that's up to you um but uh and I, I remember when they first announced, like, hey, we're going to start having TV shows. And I was like, this is going to really sort of change things up a bit and give us a bit of like a a bit of a fresher format for the MCU. Because what, what they've aimed to, to do and what they've done so far, I've really liked with that, is this kind of balance of, okay, let's have, let's say, six to what, ten episodes or whatever we've had of like, okay, let's run out, you know, Miss Marvel or, you know, She-Hulk. Once that's done we'll have maybe maybe a couple of weeks to a month or so you know give a little bit of a break then we'll do like a big film like a big you know black panther kind of thing um because how it has kind of felt so far is and you have to understand with, with the mcu tv shows they are in a very very early experimental stage with that they it's not necessarily a guarantee that they would have known what would have and what wouldn't have worked um because you know been doing the the mcu films for over 10 years at this point and they got a fairly good idea of what works and what doesn't again you did have to be slightly experimental with things like you know shang chi and eternals which worked out quite well um and then like you got your bigger stuff so you've got like you know black panther and spider-man and that sort of thing so you still had those big tentpole sort of uh cinematic films you know the, the ones that are going to make you a couple of billion dollars um with with those bigger important characters and obviously thor as well but um yeah, we're, we're just just with giving some of the smaller characters that people love um, these kind of like uh, shorter TV shows um, and kind of just being a bit experimental with that, I think has really, really worked quite well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, going forward how they continue to do it. 
Um, and what you can also kind of do with that is because Marvel's got Marvel money, is you can have like smaller characters, um, sorry, bigger characters in like a smaller characters TV show, for example. So where you've got like your big established um, uh, cinematic character like Hulk, you can have him in like a lesser known uh, character show like She-Hulk, but then you know, you give She-Hulk a TV show, it popularizes her as a character, you've got the Hulk connections there anyway, which, are, regardless of the two characters' status, um, it it makes sense to, to do things like that, and then to bring back, you know, Abomination, who has history with Hulk, and to kind of tie all that together, I thought worked pretty well. Uh, one kind of interesting character throughout this whole uh, uh, phase, with, with, with Phase 4, has kind of been Wong, and like Doctor Strange. And it's interesting if you look at those two characters. Because how we kind of saw obviously with uh, Spider-Man for example. With the, the portal opening scenes. Is how pivotal those characters are to, towards. Like um, how do I want to describe it. Like d dimension sort of hopping. Universe hopping. Because they can open different characters and stuff. Like Spider-Man can't do that. The Eternals can maybe do something similar. But like. She-Hulk and Hulk can't do that. So you only have certain characters that can sort of do that, which I thought was interesting. But where you do have um, Wong appearing in, you know, Doctor Strange, and you've got... Um, what Was Wong in Spider-Man? I think he was, wasn't he? But briefly, yeah. But, like, either Doctor Strange or Wong being in those things, um, and you had, obviously, Wong was in She-Hulk and that kind of stuff. Um, and they've popped up where it's been appropriate. Like, if you look at what happens in Miss Marvel, for example... There's no need for those two characters to be in there. But then with what you've got going on with, obviously, with Doctor Strange, uh, his film as well, and with Spider-Man and with uh, some of the She-Hulk stuff, they, they've popped up where it's made sense as well. Um, one kind of uh, disappointment I've heard about with this is in regards to Captain Marvel. And I remember when they did the... Um, trying to figure out how spoiler I want to be for this actually. I'm going to be kind of like vagueish with, with certain stuff. I'm not going to give away like major, major story spoilers for, for, for these because some of these things are a bit newer. So, for example, I'm not going to give spoilers for like Black Panther because it, it's still quite new. So, I'm going to kind of go with it that way. Um, but uh, I was going to say with the, yeah, with um, Captain Marvel, obviously, you've got the, the Marvel's film set up, which is with I think it's Monica Rambo is her name, uh, who is set up in uh, One Division. Then you've got the connections, let's just say connections between Miss Marvel herself and um, Captain Marvel and what happens in the in the Miss Marvel show. And some people have kind of said like, hey, she was supposed to be Miss Marvel, sorry, not Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel was supposed to be like the next big Avengers character. Um, again, I think if you look at it, like if you really take a glance at all of these properties or all these things, so you've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Then you've got the TV shows, One Division, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. There's not a lot of Captain Marvel in there. And I understand the kind of like, oh, I thought she was supposed to be like the next big character. I think that's again where you're going to see more of that in Phase 5. I mean, she's got a film in, in Phase 5, which is called The Marvels which is supposed to have, obviously it's going to have her in there. Um, but 
the the difference there between let's say phase three four and not phase yeah phase three four and five phase three was like okay let's introduce captain marvel and then show us and then show the audience why she's so powerful and then actually you know use her to fight thanos and all that um so you didn't need to use phase four to do like big character setup stuff with um with captain Mar- uh, with um with captain marvel because she'd already been set up. She wasn't one of the characters that like. Like when I think about the stories. Within these films as well. Um, I think there's some like some bits and pieces. In, in uh, Shang-Chi and in the Eternals. But. I, I, I think this next step. Well, like with Phase 5. Because I am kind of expecting. I mean we saw the dramatic trailer for. Ant-Man. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before. Um. And you can you can kind of tell because again the way I look at this phase one two three is like one big Infinity Saga, phase four is like recovering, being experimental with it, setting up new characters, and yeah, it isn't sort of as big, grand, massive sort of stakes because that's not the story that was really being told in phase four. Um, I know you have again you've got some bigger stuff like you got what's going on in Spider Man and you've got the Black Panther stuff. But most of Phase 4 here is setting up new characters and being experimental. So that type of storytelling didn't require um, Captain Marvel as much. But now that you've done all that and you've set up these new characters. And I mean there's still going to be other characters that are going to be introduced. But you can kind of tell from... Because I think Phase 5 is supposed to start with Ant-Man isn't it? You can kind of tell with like the grand stakes with... Ant Man, and you're finally introducing like a big new, you know, a, a new big bad. Which obviously there were villains in these films and these TV shows, but you're talking like the next big bad who's gonna probably be. I mean, I don't know if it will be Kang or if it will be Modok or if it will be Doctor Doom or something, but it'll be one of those three. Um, you can kind of tell like now that we've gotten through Phase Four and being experimental and doing introductions, that I think Ant Man, and then going forward, where you're gonna get like Guardians of the Galaxy and you're gonna get. Um, like Loki season two, which deals with multiverse stuff and all that sort of thing. That's where I think things are going to kick off or you know, kick on a bit more. And you're going to see, I, I think you're going to see some of that payoff. And hopefully, you know, with like Celestials, with the Eternals coming back, Shang-Chi's a big deal. Obviously, with the Black Panther situation's a big deal. Because um, if you look at how a lot of these films end, and you look at how some of the TV shows end, again, not necessarily so much with the TV shows, but more with the films. Um, like if you, and I'm not going to say what the cliffhangers are for each film, but if you look at the cliffhangers of, let's say, not necessarily as much Black Widow, but like the end of Shang-Chi, the end of Eternals, the end of Spider-Man, the end of Doctor Strange, the end of Thor Love and Thunder, the end of Black Panther, you can kind of tell from some of those that the next parts of those or the next things those characters are going to be involved with are going to be pretty big things. And we've got, you know, um, like if you look past phase four, and you look at what it's set up, and the films and the TV shows that we've got. Um, as you know, because we know that we're going to get probably another Spider-Man trilogy, as long as Sony and Marvel continue to play nice with each other. Um, so you've got that kind of going on. You've got the end of the Guardian saga. I think some of those characters will stick around, but they'll be like put into other things. Maybe you've got two Avengers films on the way. You've got Fantastic Four and X-Men that we've not even got to. And it's funny, I if you look, let's say a year or so ago. Because when they said Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And we thought oh cool. You know a, th- a third Ant-Man film. We like those. Those are fun. 
I don't think we quite all knew. I mean, maybe some comic book readers did or whatever. Once we started to learn about, okay, Kang's in this film and it's going to be dealing with like the quantum realm and all sorts of stuff. And we're like, oh, there's some bigger stakes here. And you see the new, specifically with the newest trailer, you see that and you think, okay, this is getting more into like the things that we were building up to. So, um, because if you think about it, like if you cut out some of that more experimental setup kind of stuff, um, because you have to build up to these stories, you you really do have to. Like you can't. I think what some audience members were expecting is that we jump from like Endgame to, um. Like, I think some people were kind of expecting, in terms of, like, big stakes, is to jump from, like, let's say, Endgame to Black Panther to Spider-Man to Ant-Man. It doesn't work like that, though. Like, it just does, like you have too many characters at play that you need to do things with. Um, so, I mean, it kind of... It, it, it was difficult for Marvel, like, you know, Endgame happens, big thing, you know, at the time, best box office records and all that. Obviously, Avatar got re-released and whatever, but... Um, you had to do some of those things. Um, so yeah, and we're going to, I think we're going to see, I think in about, we'll see what happens this year with these films. Because we, we can take a guess as to what might happen, but we don't all know what's going to happen with these films. I think in about two years time, so let, let's say once the end of 2024 has happened, leading into sort of, um, right before like the Avengers films come out, because those are 2025, I think. And we still got other big things, like, you know, Wolverine's going to be in the Deadpool film. <laughs> That's massive. Um, all those sorts of things. Um, and, like, what they could do with the multiverse. And, again, you, you can't just, like, skip over half of this stuff, um, like, the, like the smaller parts of it. Because that would kind of be like, like, imagine if the MCU started... And we just kicked straight into into Avengers. It just like you wouldn't really have that character build up, would you? I mean, that was one of the things that DC got wrong. And as much as I think that Snyder had a better plan than what the DCEU ended up being, it was still a weird case of like, okay, you start with Superman, then jump to Batman versus Superman, introducing Wonder Woman, and then go straight to Justice League. And as much as we can look back and appreciate that now, compared to what's happening at the moment with DC which they're going to have to almost start again, it really does help if, like... Because some people have argued before, you know, do, do you need to do solo films for every character, then build up to a group? Maybe not every single member, because you can have things like... Um, what was it? Where you had Rhodey and um, Black Widow introduced in the Iron Man films. Like, you didn't have... And Hawkeye didn't have, like, a solo film. But Hulk kind of did. But what what you did do was give Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor those films to build those stories up, and then you still got to do things like introduce Nick Fury and like, hey, we have a group of people we're trying to assemble. Like, imagine just skipping over all of that, and then you just kick straight into Avengers. It would just—I mean, it'd still be all right, but it just—it wouldn't have that build up. And going back to Phase Four, that's what Phase Four was. Like, who are the Eternals? Who is Shang Chi? Who is, um, like, what are you doing with Falcon and Winter Soldier? Who are these other new characters, like, you know, Kate Bishop hadn't introduced? Um, and I mean, again, if you, let's say hypothetical scenario, right? Let, let's say that, um, Hawkeye doesn't happen, the TV show. 
And then let's say you jump into one of the Avengers films, because I assume that's maybe where Hawkeye and Kate Bishop will show up next. Imagine if, like, Hawkeye turns up to the battle and he's just got this new um, woman with him. And she's like, oh, I'm Kate Bishop. Hi, I'm an archer too. And, like, she, she's just there. And you don't know, like, the, the relationship between them or, like, is that his daughter? Is it not? Is it his friend? Is it, like, who, who is this woman? <laughs> you know? Um... Which again does kind of slightly happen with Hawkeye, but at least there's more build up to it than than just that. Um, I suppose the the the, the differences between those two things is um, where you had let's say Iron Man one, then you had Black Widow in Iron Man two. You could then further develop Tony as a character and introduce a new character. So if you take that example and you say, okay. Sure, Hawkeye does kind of show up in Avengers, and they they fill out a bit of that backstory in the Hawkeye TV show. But then they also use an established character who'd been in like how many Avengers films by that point, and how many films to um, introduce and to train Kate Bishop. Like, imagine you just skip over that, and she just shows up. <laughs> um, also, kind of the same thing with uh, Miss Marvel. It'd be like if you. Like let's say Miss Marvel doesn't happen, which again is a smaller, more experimental thing. But I, I love that show. I thought I thought that show was great. Um, me saying things like smaller and experimental is not me trying to put something down. It's just saying okay, you have these smaller experimental shows, and then your bigger cinematic films. Um, I still thought most of these shows were great. They just were smaller and experimental with lesser known characters, like Kate Bishop and like um Moon Knight and uh Miss Marvel and She Hulk. People might have heard of them, but the TV show helped us. The TV shows for all those helped establish those characters, um, and then Loki kind of gave us sort of like, "Hey, he disappeared in an Endgame. Where did he go? Here he is." Um, so that was great as well. But um, like I said, with the uh, Miss Marvel show, like imagine you don't have that show happen, and then she just shows up uh, with Carol Danvers, and with uh, with. Um, uh, Miss Marvel and with Monica Rambeau and she's just there uh, again you can make the same argument about um, what's it called about um, WandaVision like if Monica Rambeau hadn't been set up in that and okay she she's out of those three characters I've just mentioned she's probably the, the least established one just because obviously WandaVision was a bit more about Wanda than it was you know about anybody else but I think you see the point I'm trying to make. Like, you have to build up some of these smaller characters. But the advantage that the MCU had gotten itself in Phase 4, as opposed to some of the earlier stuff we, had to, we did have to do things differently, is what one of the advantages the MCU still has now and is used in Phase 4 is you can use your bigger established characters to introduce smaller characters and build stories off of that. It's the same thing, again, I'll give you another example, um, which we haven't fully seen yet which is okay um you make shuri and uh oh, what's her name riri williams friends in black panther you introduce ironheart and black panther uh which i thought was a great introduction to that character you establish who she is you, you give her like a rough idea of who she is and then we know that there's an ironheart series on the on the way um again it's using those established characters like you know you had a koye and um and Shuri established in Black Panther, you kick on with the second film with a lot of excitement, and then you introduce some of these other characters, um, including obviously uh, Namor as well. 
Is it Namor? Namor? It's Namor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is a great way to do that as well. Because um, then that gives you... When you're introducing these smaller characters and using the bigger characters to, characters to do that, that just gives you more and more and more story opportunity. Because, um, for example, when we go over to uh, the Marvels... We don't know what this what the situation is going to be with those three after that, but assumedly you'd probably have. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of those three characters will die in that, so you can use that to tell whatever story you're doing there, and you could possibly do uh, Captain Marvel two. You could do Miss Marvel season two. You could do a Monica Rambo solo led film because she'll be a pretty well established character by that point. Um, you could do a bunch of stuff. Um, and another example I'll give on the TV side is um, you've got obviously WandaVision and you like, okay, Wanda, we knew she's been in like obviously the Avengers films. She was a big part of Endgame and all that kind of stuff. Vision, very established character. The show was trying to, you know, figure out what to do with Vision and that. And he's still kind of uh, around and, and whatnot. Uh, and then you introduce Agatha, who's like a really cool, interesting villain. Uh, and then you give her a TV show, the, the Agatha Coven of Chaos, and that's going to be kind of interesting and mysterious and whatnot. Um, so you kind of kick on from there. Um, but I think you get the picture of what I'm trying what I'm trying to explain with that. So, yeah. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. All right, so I've talked a bunch about, um, you know, the smaller experimental stuff, more so on the TV side. Uh, obviously, we, we did have some big stuff happening, like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We established a new Captain America in that. Obviously, Loki, Loki Season 1 dealt a lot with, like, multiverse stuff, and hopefully that will continue in Season 2. Um, the, the two big kind of, like, main set pieces I would point towards, some would argue Doctor Strange... Um, I would say is Black Panther and Spider-Man. I think those are the two biggest things um, out of this phase. Obviously, Spider-Man did what it did with the other characters. And no, I'm still not going to spoil that film. 
um, just in case some people haven't seen it or whatever. Uh, but the way that that character dealt with Spider-Man, I, I thought was really great, and sort of the big, uh, the big climactic story that happened with that, and that leading into like, okay, what does Spider-Man do now? And we've got Spider-Man Four on the way. Um, but what what they achieved with that film, I thought was totally groundbreaking. Um, yeah, it it was a massive, massive deal what they did in that film, and again, it only gave you more options as to what you can do going forward. Um, Black Panther was obviously a huge, huge deal as well. The uh, first one was like a cultural phenomenon. Um, was an incredible, like an important film, an incredible film. Um, and obviously, you know, you got the Chadwick Boseman situation and everything like that. Um, it, it could have uh, not come out on the better side, let's say, with Wakanda Forever, because you had a lot riding on this film in terms of. Okay, it's out of your hands. You lost your main star, unfortunately. wasn't wasn't a case where the character was killed off or anything else like that. Like the actual actor, unfortunately, passed away. Um, could they get away with, you know, handling the mantle off to somebody else? Uh, who who would that character even be? You know, because obviously you've got a few options as to what you can do. Uh, would you recast Black Panther? Would you recast T'Challa? Um, you know, obviously you've got Namor in there as well, but like, again, go, going back and resuming things with these characters, also again, introducing Ironheart, which I thought was, I, I think that she's going to be a bit of a bigger deal than what people are thinking at the moment, just because like, no, I, I don't think she's going to be like a, I mean, I, I, I don't know, obviously I'm not working at Marvel, because um, some people have kind of wondered like, okay, is she going to be replacing Tony Stark? I don't think she's a direct replacement for Tony Stark, obviously, because he's got the eye-in-person suit. Um, but she is, like, a spiritual successor to him, in a way. But don't also forget, we do have Rhodey, um, who's still around and still, like, you know... Because uh, we've got the, what's it called, Ar Armor Wars or whatever it's called? We've still got that kind of going on, so... Um, but... Riri Williams uh, Ironheart doesn't need to be a replacement. She can just kind of be fill that slot, but not necessarily be like, okay, I'm I'm the new Tony Stark because I I think that those two characters are going to serve different purposes. Um, because you got to remember, like, okay, th think about who Tony Stark is in the MCU. He was like the leader of the thing. Obviously, you could argue about you know, uh, Nick Fury kind of was that, and you know, obviously you got Coulson in there and everything, but. Um, for like, he was like kind of the the main character for the films. He was the one that was kind of front and center. And I'm not saying that Riri won't or shouldn't be the front and center. I just think you've already got somebody else who's doing that role. Because when I sort of think about, okay, who are the main characters for the MCU at the moment? I mean, Doctor Strange has kind of taken a bit of that role. I do think you'll see Captain Marvel step into that from when the Marvels get released. Um... But I don't think it's necessarily... I don't think it... Not for really anybody. I don't think you can really look at any character in the MCU right now and think, okay, that one character is the, like, proper leader replacement. I think it's spread across a few characters. I mean, if you look at sort of Doctor Strange, I mean, Wong has become a very big character. Captain Marvel. You've still got, um, you know, Black Panther and everything. 
um like the the person that takes that mantle i'm not going to spoil who, who takes it but you've got that that character there thor is still around you have got a new captain america um because if if you look at things right and you say okay iron man cap and thor that doesn't necessarily mean i mean you do have now yeah sam wilson as the new captain america so technically he is a replacement um thor is still around but I don't, I don't know that Riri Williams is supposed to be the same replacement for Tony in the same way that, like, Sam Wilson's Falcon turned to, you know, Captain America. I, I, I don't know that it's supposed to function in the exact same way because you do still have... Uh, I mean, heck, you've still got Spider-Man around. He's still a big character. Um, the, the, I mean, if, if you look at it the, the way that they're kind of doing things now, you can have two Avengers groups. And what you could potentially do... Is okay if you're gonna have like the young Avengers, that's where like because that's almost the group that Riri fits in more to sort of like the older characters because she's not one of the older characters, is she? Um, and Spider Man still technically fits into the young Avengers. You'd then have like Kate, you'd then have um, what's called Miss Marvel, and you'd have other characters like that. Whereas if you look at like the main like the the older main Avengers characters, you do have you know Wanda, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got Doctor Strange, you've got Wong, you've got people like Shang Chi, um, and you've got uh, who's the other one I was thinking of? Um, obviously got the the new Captain America and Thor still there, so you do have you still do still have plenty of those other characters. So, but anyway, we'll we'll see what they end up doing with uh, Riri Williams. Um, Again, you could have a situation where it's a smaller experimental TV show with uh, Ironheart. I'm still very much looking forward to seeing the character and seeing what she'll offer um, for the MCU. Um, I mean, technically, in a way, for the iron-suited person, the older leader one, that would fall to Rhodey, in a way, because he was the older. He's already the older established character. So we'll, we'll see what happens with all of it. Um, of course, I'm just speculating as a fan, which is what is fun to do. So uh, that's pretty much. Uh... Yeah, pretty much everything I wanted to say for the Phase Four review of uh, the MC was it the best one? I don't know. If I, I don't really know what one I would say is the best. I mean, technically, you'd say Phase Three because that was the the big um, conclusion and stuff. Um, it's just that to me, Phase Four just had a different goal than the first three phases because you can kind of look. I mean, literally, you can from the sagas because you've got phases one, two, and three, the Infinity Saga. Phase 1 can be compared to Phase 4, in a way. The only difference between them, obviously you're setting up like a bunch of new characters, is Phase 1 was just, here's Iron Man, we have one character, and we're going to introduce, you know, a few others. Nick Fury and a few other characters in those films. And then you built from there. But that was the starting point. The difference with Phase 4, with that, is... It's a not a restarting point. It's sort of a, a refresher start starting point, like to sort of pick up a new slate, which it literally is because it's a, it's the start of a new saga. Um, the only difference with Phase Four, obviously, as opposed to Phase One, is Phase Four you're introducing a bunch of new characters, but you've already got a bunch of established ones that we've been watching for over ten years anyway. Phase One didn't have that. Um, phase One didn't even have you know Spider Man and that so. There we go. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I know some people didn't enjoy Phase 4, and that's okay if you didn't. 
there's nothing wrong with that or whatever um you know some people didn't enjoy it some people thought it was you know slow and kind of like off beat and that sort of stuff it was offbeat in a way because again it was it was smaller and it was it was experimental but you still have those big story beats and i've not even spoken about eternals yet eternals is one of my favorite comic book films um i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with those characters um that kind of did feel like it was introducing another what well, was introducing another big group um i still to this day don't really understand why people didn't gravitate towards eternals i i don't really understand like because some people said oh it was a bit too long and this kind of stuff and if you think the film was a bit too long that's fine but i think those characters those characters themselves regardless of like the pacing of the film and the length um i don't know some people just kind of thought it was too long which is fine if you think a film is too long but what about the actual characters like i've not seen a lot of a ton of positivity about those um because there was a feeling for a bit of time of like they've not announced an Eternals 2. Like are they getting rid of those characters? I really hope they don't. I mean you've got some big big names in there. I mean you've got like Angelina Jolie uh, in the Eternals. So I'm really excited to see where that fits in. I, I think Eternals is going to fit. There seems to be like little pockets of things within the MCU. Um, I think you've got this like little pocket of sort of Shang-Chi Eternals. And the the Miss Marvel, Captain, the the Marvels, those characters. I think those next three things, because um, I think you could potentially see a situation where, uh, which one was it that we had first? Was it Eternals or Shang Chi? I can't remember which one came up first. I think it was Eternals and Shang Chi. I think you're gonna get something in those that's related to the Marvels film. Uh, I don't know that. That's to, it. Feels like that sort of pocket of a of a of an area. I think so anyway what did you think of phase four did you like it did you not um did you hate it did you think it was the best one i've given my thoughts here i thought it was great i thought it was experimental and interesting introduced us to a ton of bunch of uh new and interesting characters which i really enjoyed uh getting to know over these uh over these films i thought it was great anyway uh method entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk is a contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well um so there's that in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainment talk.org tv games films main night podcast take a look out for what we do uh entertainment talk.org podcast platforms entertainment talk all that stuff over there uh, if you want to support us through other ways of course there is the what is there there is a uh, social media and word of mouth you can let people know about what we're doing and where they can find it um patreon five dollar ten dollar level tiers every podcast review options have a look at that as well if you'd like to uh, over on other things, uh, TV and film news, Renault's cancellations, pickups, air dates, if you want to know about all that, and the Geek Town Awards as well. Uh, the podcast just got released, actually, uh, this week's Geek, Geek Town Radio, so go and check that, that episode out. It's got me on there, so, you know, you're welcome. Um, but uh, it's me and David going through the Geek Town Awards, what we've been watching sort of over Christmas, roughly, and that type of stuff, so go and check that out. Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, for all that good stuff. Uh, Twitch, Bex, you can find her over there streaming very regularly, chat, retro and game streams. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, of course, on other platforms as well. Me on Twitch, eTalkUK for my different stuff, and uh, YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. That gets, you know, stored over there. So, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, I'll try to, I'll have to do it quite soon, because it's, what, February 17th Ant-Man comes out? Because I, I do want to do, I know I've sort of touched upon Ant-Man here, but I do want to do a... Uh, uh, preview podcast for that film because it looks like it's going to be a big one looks like it's going to be a very very big one so look out for that in the next week or so i'll, I'll try and do that very very soon 
Um, at the latest, I'll do it by the end of the month. Um, but look out for that soon. Maybe next week or something. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>